Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are so excited about this next guest. Everyone, please take note and please listen up because you are going to learn some life-changing recommendations and guidance. So I am so pleased to introduce Linda Sunshine West. She is the founder of Living Live and the Women's Action Mastermind Symposium and Summit. Having grown up in a volatile, physically and verbally abusive alcoholic household and marrying someone just like her dad, Linda's voice was stifled for far too long. It left her feeling suppressed, ignored, and judged, which made her shut down. But at the age of 51, she found a life coach who helped her discover that she had value and that it was time for her to share her voice and speak out loud. In doing so, she has been met with praise, recognition, and acknowledgement. This has led her to creating the Women's Action Takers Mastermind and Accountability Program and is helping women entrepreneurs 2x and 3x their business. She's speaking on stages. She's interviewing stars on the red carpet. She's making TV and broadcast appearances and creating her own show living live. Now that she's discovered her value and shares her voice, she is on a mission to help 5 million female entrepreneurs to do the same. Well, Linda, we are certainly honored to have you on our show today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, first question. I'm sorry. I have to start with this one because it's been on my mind. Where Mm -hmm. did sunshine come from? And when (laughs) did you actually start using that? Thank you for asking that. That was actually about 2017. I noticed that a few different people in my life that didn't even know each other would call me sunshine when I would walk into the room. And I was like, there must be something that I'm not seeing. I'm just going to change my name to Linda Sunshine West. And there it was just about two years ago. (laughs) That is so, that, I love that. I think that's absolutely awesome. And, you. you know, of course, we're here with Tonda Hall. And I have to just, what are the odds that Linda and I got to actually meet each other through a Facebook group? And Tonda, are, you know, works with me on the podcast. And one night I texted Tonda and I said, guess who our new, our, our next guest is going to be? And I said, it's Linda Sunshine West. And she said, wait a minute, I know her. So Tonda, we'll let you jump right in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just listening and smiling about all of that because it's like proof that positive women just end up together somehow, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like, wow. Because yeah, when Laura texted me that and she said, Linda West, I go, Linda Sunshine West from San Diego? And she's like, yes. And I was like, wow. I go, we were in a coaching program together years ago. And I I mean, for me, it was like, so I've been super, super excited about you being on here because you're just such a force to be reckoned with. You're inspiring, motivating, such full of such energy and such a gift to the world. And so for me, I was like, wow, I mean, the East Coast, West Coast thing, we talk about it, but I'm like, what are the odds of our second guest being someone that we both know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you know, Linda, I know you've done so many great accomplishments over these last few years. And, you know, there's so many different areas we could focus in on. But because you kind of threw this amazing, huge goal out to the universe, I, I want to kind of start there and then work backwards of you decided to pick a number like 5 million, you know, not, mm-hmm. not a hundred thousand, not 1 million, 5 million. I want to understand why did you pick that number? What were your thoughts that were running through your mind when you threw that out there? And then of course, how do you plan on doing it? 
Uh, well, uh, thank you for that question. You know, the the five million number, first of all, five is my favorite number. Ah. So whatever number I chose had to have a five in it. And first I picked 50,000 because I thought, oh, 50,000 is definitely doable. Then I was reading Grant Cardone's 10X book. Where I love 10X, it. I love yeah. that book. <laughs> love that book. <laughs> it's an amazing book because it really gets you thinking differently on a grander scale. And so I 10X that number of 50,000 and said 5 million. But you know what's funny is one day I was having a conversation with somebody and I said, accidentally said 500 million. And I was like, whoa, why did I say 500 million? That's 10X of 5 million. No, 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 100X. Like, what's wrong with me? Right. So yeah, how do I I plan on doing that? Well, I have my women action takers that I'm I'm starting to brand is the women action takers symposium, the summit, the mastermind. I'm doing a podcast and doing all these different things are related to women action takers. So women who are are action takers, maybe they aren't um, fully, they don't know what their direction is. And so they need help to get there. So that's the action steps that I help them with or as an example. But I realized that with a podcast, we have the ability to reach millions and millions and millions of people. So if I were to say 50,000, I'm limiting the amount of people my podcast can reach. I'm limiting the amount of people my symposium can reach. So I wanted to make sure it was a number that was so vast and large that I would work my ass off to get it. That's what that number is all about. I I really, I love that. Number one, the 10X, um, we're totally on the same page. I think I've probably read that book 10 times myself just because it is it is a mindset, right? It is a thought process mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. So I love that. And then the other thing is, which um, you've done such an excellent job of, it's a ripple where look at yep. Tonda and myself. You know, we both knew you even though we met you different ways. So it goes mm-hmm. to show you that even even right now, you don't know who's listening or who's going to look you up or who's going to join something or who's going to take that next step. So that 5 million, I not only think you're going to reach it, I think you're going to exceed it. So I definitely... Like 500 million. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, That's I, it. <laughs> You're going to get to 5 million and 10x that. So I think that yeah. was really meant to come out of your mouth. You just didn't realize it when you said it. I think you're right. correct, yeah, Tonda. And, and you know what's interesting? When I met Tonda, which I think was probably right around six years ago or wow. so. Wow. Tonda might not have known this, but I knew it. And I was a terrified person. I had so many fears in my life. I was actually scared to talk to Tonda, not because it was Tonda, because I was scared to talk to anybody. And what I'm doing today is completely different. I was, in, I was 51 years old when I started this change. And I love to talk about we're never too old to do something different. And it was because I, I, I myself didn't see myself as a person who could accomplish these things. That's why I was, you know, I was scared to talk to people because I didn't see myself as who I was. Now, Tonda might have seen something different in me that I believed about myself, but I can't achieve what I can achieve until I believe in myself. That is very true. I I agree. And when I met you, it was at Allison's coaching that we were both in, um, Mm -hmm. in San Diego. And I remember you did talk some, but not... um, you know, not how you are now, for sure. I mean, no. it, it, you're like a totally different, like when I see you and I look at your Facebook lives and I watched your LinkedIn live yesterday, I was like, wow. Like, you know, it's like the Henry Ford quote, like whether you think you can or you can't, you're right, right? So you decided yeah. I can. And I love it that you yep. were 51 and came to that realization. And that's something that uh, Laura and I have talked about before on this podcast is, you're never too old, right? We mm-hmm. just, I'm like, we're going to have a podcast. I, I say, well, I'm 58. Who cares, right? You're never like, yeah. who cares? I could be 78. I'm like, I used to think, you know, when you were my age, you were old. My mom and my uh, aunts, when they were my age, I like, oh, they're old. But now I'm like, no, you're not old until you're 95 at least. <laughs> yeah. It's all perspective, exactly. right? It's all perspective. Yep. Well, yeah. since, so, so here we are today. Okay, we know what we're trying to accomplish and we know the goal before you and I'm confident that not only will you reach, you'll exceed. But of course, all of this is now at this point in time. Now, you mentioned how you got here. 
all of the work and the journey that led you to this point. So for the purpose of the audience, if you could take us back to that moment when you were 51, when you kind of made that monumental change and met, start of a metamorphosis, if you could kind of give us that story. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. And whew, I had hired a life coach in August. So it's actually my five-year anniversary. <laughs> five years ago, I hired a life coach and she start, she helped me to start to see who I am. And it was probably about four or five months into that life coaching. And by the way, I hated her every week, <laughs> but I loved her at the end of the week because she gave me hard, hard work to work on myself. And I took it to heart. She was like, whoa, you, you actually do this work. You know, it's really about doing the work. And so I was sitting at, in a conference room and there were about 15 other women in this conference room. And I was always scared to go to these uh, workshops and things like that because I was going to meet new people, but I knew I needed to do it in order to grow as a person as well as grow my business along the way. And I was sitting in this conference room and the person putting on the workshop asked a question and I raised my hand out of the blue. You know, like this is something I was not accustomed to because I, I like to, I like to just like blend with everybody, you know, I raised my hand and I answered the question. I was shaking like a leaf. My hands were just like shaking. I couldn't even hold my pen. They were shaking so hard because I was so scared that I actually spoke in front of people. Then I sat down and the two women sitting next to me, they both said, that was brilliant. Can you repeat it? I want to write it down. It was that exact moment that I repeated it to them. And then I looked up into the light fixtures and to myself, I said, oh my God, I have value. From this point forward, I will share my voice every opportunity I get because there's something inside of me that somebody needs to hear. It was that moment. And ever since then, like, you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I think that's very important. Number one, thank you for sharing that. And number two, I think there's lots of people out there that have that moment, but they don't necessarily know what to do with it. So I'm just mm. curious, you know, I, I really want to hear. So then what? So then what happened? Right? So that was the pivotal monumental moment. Then what? Yeah. Yeah. So from that point, I started taking steps to like, if I saw an opportunity to uh, be interviewed by somebody, I took that opportunity. I asked for it. I was like, I want to be interviewed by you. I would just say it because I knew I needed to start speaking. Um, I actually put on my own speaking event, a speaker's open mic event, so that I would have an opportunity to speak in front of others, but then allow others the opportunity to speak in front of the other people in the group as well. So I started seeing, like, what are different ways that I could put myself out there where I'm actually exercising this new muscle, this muscle of sharing, this muscle of speaking out loud, this muscle of not saying um all the time or starting every sentence with the word so. Those were things that I was doing. But along the, the journey also, a young man that I know, his name is Ryan. I knew him the, the day he was born, and he was born with cerebral palsy. He has a cognitive delay, and he has uh, like speech uh, delay and stuff. And so one day he asked me if I would do a video for him. And when he asked me, I was terrified because that would mean me actually saying my voice in front of the camera, you know. And I said yes to him because he has a tough life 24 hours a day. Sure. You know, his life is tough. He's 36 years old now. So when he asked me, he was at 31. And um, I said yes. So I did a video. And I literally said, hi, Ryan, it's Linda. Here's your video that I promised to you. Have a great day. Right. That was my video, my first video. But I said it, I did it, I uh, posted it on Facebook so he could see it. The next day he called me up and he said, Linda, I really like your video. Will you do one for me every day? Aww. And I was like, every day? <laughs> you know, really? Every day? Who does a video every day besides newscasters, right? And I said yes, because Ryan asked me, and again, his life is tough every single day, 24-7, for his whole entire life. And so I made this commitment to Ryan. I didn't know 
at that time how that commitment was going to change my life. Because by me committing to doing a video every day, no matter what it was, it didn't matter whether it was talking about my dogs or brushing your teeth or looking at the grass. I had a commitment to do a video every day for this young man. So I started doing videos and I found myself looking at the videos and saying, oh, you say um all the time. Okay, today I'm going to work on not saying um. So I started using that as a tool to better the way I speak, to slow down when I need to, to have more intonation, open my mouth. And I started using it as a tool to learn how to actually speak. And it really changed my life because there's so many things that changed my life, but that really did because it put me on that path of being much more comfortable speaking on a camera than I am in person to people. It's just crazy how that's happened. But that's what I did. I started doing those videos every day. And of course, I know people aren't going to do a video every day. But what if you did one once a week? And you looked at it and you looked at it for the things that you did great. And you keep doing those. And the things you didn't do so great, you practice those. Okay, so from a timing perspective, where does that coincide with the year of fears book? That was about two years before the year of fear. Ah. So in 2015 is when I faced a fear every single day. Okay. And yeah, the videos were about one and a half to two years before that. Okay. All right. So first thing I would say about what you did for Ryan, besides the fact that that that's amazing and that's wonderful and a beautiful story. But one of the other things that I hear in that is you say that you were a people pleaser. And you probably still are mm -hmm. a people pleaser because we're women and we like to please people. <laughs> so that's, right. that's one of the things we do, right? Um, so one thing was you wanted to make Ryan happy. And of course, you always want to make Ryan happy because he's a wonderful mm -hmm. person. But I think we as women, we especially are more opt to do something for someone else than we are for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, in return, we a lot of times win, but it's interesting how I think a lot of us would admit that some of the times when we got pushed out of our comfort zone was because of someone else, not necessarily for our own gain. And then, of course, it might turn that way. So that's very interesting. Okay, so, yeah. so I really have to now go back to the year of fears. So tell us where okay. that came from. And kind of some of the things that you learned through that. Okay. Um, I had you know, worked with my life coach for five months. And the coaching with her was from August to November. And it was in, on January 1st. I don't do New Year's resolutions because every time I've done one, I've broken it. So I was like, I'm not going to do any New Year's resolutions. Everybody's asking, what's your New Year's resolution? Like, oh, I don't have any. And but that morning, I woke up and... I said, something's got to change. I've made a drastic life change during that last five months. What can I now do? Because I've changed a lot, but I need to do something different to keep changing. I want to keep growing. I want to keep morphing into a better person. And so I said, you know what? I have a lot of fears. I'm going to face a fear every single day. This year, I'm going to face a fear every single day. And I said it out loud, and then I had to commit to it because that's what I had started doing was whatever I said out loud, I had to commit to. So every morning for an entire year, I woke up, opened my eyes, and the first question I asked myself was, what scares me? And then I'd lay in bed and I'd wait until the answer came. And whatever it was, whatever was that first thing that popped into my head was the thing I had to do that day, no matter what it was. I didn't jump out of any planes. I didn't eat any bugs. It wasn't anything like that. My fears were about talking to people meeting people, saying things out loud. So I, even though I had been doing this, I still had the fear. It was so strong. And I started looking at, like, why, why do I have this fear so strong about meeting new people? And I realized what it was. It was my first marriage. My first husband, on a daily basis for two years, I was only with him for two years, but on a daily basis, he would yell at the top of his lungs, you're so stupid you're so ignorant people are only nice to you because they feel sorry for you mm. and I believed oh. him I believed him so I had this fear like what if I have a conversation with somebody and they see how stupid I am what if they see how ignorant I am I can't say anything out loud 
the fear was so strong. So though, most of my fears amazing. were about... I would just want to say, I think it's amazing how when we are told something positive or negative over a period of time, whether it's true or not true, which obviously that wasn't, but we Mm -hmm. believe it, right? We believe it because we just keep being told that. So it's like that and it affects, you know, your whole life, right? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it took you a long time to overcome that fear of speaking in front of people. And now you've interviewed people. So... I'm like, you interview people all the time, people that we all wish we could speak to. So, you know, tell us about that. Oh, my gosh. Some of the people, it's, I look at myself and see, how the heck am I here? You know, I interviewed, one of my favorites is, I interviewed the president of Mexico, Vicente Fox. And that was actually in his uh, presidential suite when he was here in San Diego. And I look at that and I was like, oh, my God, that's like a totally Barbara Walters thing, right? (laughs) I'm interviewing the president of Mexico. And um, so what happened was along this whole journey, during my year of fears, I attended a vision board seminar. And during the vision board seminar, they had speakers. And one of the speakers was a gentleman named Greg Reed. And he puts on an event called Secret Knock. And uh, my life coach was with me. And she said, you need to go to that event, Secret Knock. And I said, no way. It's expensive. It was like $1,500 at the time. It's too expensive. I'm not going to pay that kind of money. She looked at me in the eyes and she pointed at my eyes, like back and forth, like I see you kind of eyes, you know, finger movement. And she says, you don't understand. You have to be there. And I was like, shoot, if my life coach tells me I got to do something, I got to do it because there's something she sees that I'm not seeing. Right. So I did it. I put it on my credit card and I attended Secret Knock. Now, I was scared. This is an event where they have uh, millionaires and billionaires in the audience, and I did not fit there. You know, in my mind, I'm saying, like, I don't fit here. I don't know what I'm doing here. But I sat there, and I observed a lot. And then I ended up meeting the creator, um, co-founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. His name is Frank Shanklitz. And I had another breakthrough moment while I was there, and that was that I actually went up to him. I had a conversation with him. He and I struck a deal that he was going to be a speaker at one of my events that I was going to be putting on. And, and that was like, whoa, I actually talked to someone who's done something incredible for this planet. The only difference between him and I are that he took a different path. It's time for me to take a bigger, bolder path. So I started doing that. So I ended up interviewing him. I interviewed the founder of Ugg Boots. I interviewed the inventor of the credit card magnetic strip. And then I started just interviewing more and more people. And I found I loved it so much because I'm very nosy. (laughs) So I have a lot of questions. So I started that path of interviewing people. And every single connection I've made has been through that one time of me saying yes and opening up that door to secret knock. Every single opportunity from that moment forward has been through my connections at Secret Knock. So it's been oh, instrumental in my life. And, and was Secret Knock, was that the during the year of fear or was it after you'd already completed your year? It was during it. It was only okay. in February. So I was only like six weeks into that wow. journey of, of facing a fear every day that that came up. So it was perfect timing because it really helped me to blow that year out of the water for me. Just That's amazing. Great. That's great. And I know, you know, I, I would ask you what was the biggest fear, but I actually know the answer to this because I've heard you say this before, but I definitely want you to share that it's not speaking on stage. So share no. with the audience, what, what was the biggest fear? It is fear of judgment because, you know, if you think about it, they, they say the number one fear is speaking on stage. The reality isn't the speaking on stage. It's the judgment of what people are going to think about me while I'm on stage. We get so internalized. We internalize everything. And so if we can stop internalizing things, we can do so much more with our lives. And I'm going to share just really quickly a story where I got truly, truly tested on that fear of judgment. And that was that I was attending an event and actually Tonda, it was the event we were attending. And this was before I was even facing my year of fears. Um, I was attending this event and this woman walked up to me and she said, Hey, can I have a talk with you? And I was all excited because 
I was in this really heightened um, emotional state at this event. It was really was uh, doing a lot for my life, you know. And um, so I said, sure, of course, let's go talk. And so we go to talk and we sit on the stage. We're just the two of us just sitting there on the stage. And she said, you know what? I really love you. I think you're amazing. I love your message. I love what you're doing. And I had a nonprofit that I was, um, I was um, promoting at the time. And she said, but I don't think I could donate to your nonprofit because the way you present yourself in public is not a very good image. Oh, boy. And I was like, whoa, talk about judgment, you know? <laughs> but it was, it was awesome because I was open at that time. I was like open to judgment because I knew that I would learn from other people's judgment. So I thanked her. And I was like, thank you so much for loving me enough to tell me. Because if you feel this way, there's other people that feel this way too. And I needed to like take a look at that and see how am I representing my nonprofit? How am I representing my company? So I was thankful that she did that. It didn't hurt at all. But you know what? A year prior to that, it would have killed me. That would have crushed me. It would have been like my husband talking to my first husband talking to me. Wow. Yeah. I And I think that is, I, I love that story because we get a choice, right? We, mm-hmm. and I always say we take something with our own filter. Like someone will say, well, I didn't really mean that. And, and it's like, well, if the person you said it to is not in a good place and that's their filter, but when you're as open as you were to being able to hear something that would help you have a better message and help more people, I think that's where the, the beauty of that is. But not everyone can do that. I wasn't like that for the first 51 years of my (laughs) life. That's for sure. Man, I would have like, like daggers at her. I would have called her names. I would have just been all over her for doing that. I would have been crying. And, you know, it's it's exactly what you said. My state of mind was different. I grew up in abuse. My first husband was abusive. That first 21 years of my life really shaped who I was that next 30 years. I've been happily married with my current husband almost 32 years. And although he's amazing, he tells me how great I am. He tells me how smart I am, how brilliant I am. I couldn't hear a word he said for 30 years because that negativity was so deeply ingrained into my soul and my body and who I was. That's who I was. Yeah. And, and Linda, I would actually, I think this is actually a good point to actually share a couple of the exercises. I know that you went through a few exercises Mm. to help women be able, because, you know, especially women, we do that a lot of times to ourselves because, you know, and and take abuse at, that's of course one side of the spectrum. That's, you know, extreme. But even when it's not abuse, even on a daily basis, we seem to have this negative self-talk regardless of whether we're, you know, crushing it or whether we're, you know, just getting by, it doesn't matter. We all seem to have that. And I know you Mm -hmm. have used a few exercises that really help with that. So if you could share a couple of those with us, I think that would be great. Okay, these were two and um, it's funny because by the way, audience, she did not tell me she was going to ask me. So I'm going through my mind thinking, which two exercises is she talking about? I know exactly which two because these two were instrumental in my mindset shift of believing that I am great, believing that I am brilliant, believing these things about myself so that I can live as that great, brilliant woman instead of the woman who's beating herself on a daily basis. Like I beat myself up all the time before. I don't do that anymore. So these two exercises, and you have to really just really sink in and believe this. So the first exercise, I want you to get out a piece of paper And what I want you to do is write down these words. Okay, so (laughs) I'm trying to remember the words. (laughs) Okay, write down these words. Um, I'm working with a life coach. And it's okay, you can say a coach. You don't have to say life coach. I'm working with a life coach. And she gave me this exercise. When I walk into a room, what shows up? Hmm. That's the whole thing you need to write. When I walk into a room, what shows up? So I'm working with a life coach. She gave me this exercise. When I walk into a room, what shows up? Mm. So what you're going to do with this, with this is you're going to call 10 people, 10 people you like and 10 people you know who like you. You don't want to call anybody that's on the fence, right? So 10 people you like, you're going to call them. 
You're going to ask them that question, and then they're going to start saying something. They might only say one word. Write it down. They might say 10 words. Write them all down. Don't say anything. If you miss a word, don't worry about it. Just keep writing the ones you can write. Don't say anything. When they're done, you ask, is that all? And some will say yes, and some will have more words, and you write them all down. You do this with 10 people. At the end of the exercise, you compile all of those words. Now realize, these are what people see in you. I came up with a saying, and that's to see yourself through the eyes of others, for others see the real you. Wow. That's because they see who you're walking around as. They see that brilliance. They see that kind heart. They see that leader in you that you might not see today. But then you take those words and on a daily basis, I am a leader. I am a pioneer. I am kind-hearted. These are some of my words. I had 26 words every day looking at those words on a regular basis. Helped me to see who I really am because I said, that's who they see. It must be real. It must be real because that's who they see. My ex-husband was wrong. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So now your daily affirmations came from what everyone else said about you. I love that. Yeah. Because they saw the real me. I didn't see it. Tonda, you probably saw somebody completely different than I saw in myself when I met you. Yeah. Somebody completely different. Yes. Because I wouldn't I didn't believe that stuff about myself. But now mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Meeting me in person today is a completely different person because I believe it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I now believe it. Right. Yeah. It all starts with our beliefs, right? Our beliefs. Yeah. What we believe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, So that's the first exercise. And that one you do over the phone. You're just calling people. And then the next one you do in person. And this one is really cool, too, because, again, it's it's about what others see in you. And so what you do is, like, you get a, a group of people, I don't know, three people or more. It's, it's more helpful if you do more. We had, like, ten people. Each of the ten people sat on a chair that was, like, a higher-level chair so everybody could see us. Like, they're looking up at us, right? And then the question, again, is just, like, what do you see? And they would just ask, like, the person on the proctor would write on a board what everybody was saying. What do you see? She's sitting up here. What do you see? And you just keep asking people, what do you see? What else? What else? What else? When you get a collective of, you know, people, three or more people, you're going to get people's thoughts are going to spark different thoughts than other people. It's a mastermind. You know, right. you're just going to get ideas bouncing off of each other. And they're like, oh, yeah, I see this. I see that. It was interesting, one lady that was sitting up on a chair, somebody came up with this, and it was like, high priestess. That was the word that came up for this woman. I was like, whoa, high priestess, you know? (laughs) She embodied that from that moment forward. Wow. It's such an incredible, again, it's creating your affirmations out of what other people see in you. I love that. I really do. I, I absolutely love it because I, I think, you know, our mind sometimes um, it's easier to um, keep the negative in our mind than it mm-hmm. is to hear the positives, you know, and and I know I know your mastermind. You actually only have women. Right. I'm, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's what's the reason for that? Well, I found that because um, I've been involved in a lot of masterminds. And actually, when I met Tonda, it was through a mastermind program. And I've been in, in a lot of uh, co-ed masterminds. And what I noticed them um, is when women get together, they're actually very supportive of each other when it's just women in the room. When you insert one man in the room, things change. It's yeah. biology. It's mm-hmm. biology. And so things change a little, slightly. If you have a bunch of positive women, things will change slightly. But if you have a bunch of catty women, things will change a lot. You know? right. and so what I found is by having only women in my program that they feel much more vulnerable to tell the truth. You know, when we started off uh, before we went on air here, something happened. And I just told you guys, like, I was a little bit late. And I was like, I, I overslept on my nap. And you said, thank you for telling the truth. Well, that's because that's who I am. I'm a person who is of integrity and I tell the truth. So I found by surrounding yourself 
by other women who are powerful, supportive, positive women, that it's going to create an environment of vulnerability, authenticity, and then we love to share. We love to have people to share with that we can trust and confide in. So that's why I created it as only women. And, you know, at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I'm scared to do this because I don't want men to think I don't like them. (laughs) You know, I had all these fears about it, but I said, screw that. This is what I want to do. I was going to say, do. was that part of the year of fear? <laughs> you you broke down well, that fear? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I still have lots of fears. But what's cool by me facing a fear every day is that now I quickly recognize it. Like, that was a quick moment. It was like, oh, oh, I'm having a fear. What is this fear? I asked myself, what is, what, what is this? Oh, it's because I'm afraid men aren't going to be thinking that I don't like them or something. Oh, screw that. Just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, it's really a quick yeah. movement now. Well, and Laura and I talked about that too before where, you know, we want to empower women and it's not that we don't support men or we don't think mm-hmm. men are great or all those things. It's just, you know, we connect with women and women tend to, not all women, but a lot of women don't have a voice the same way that men have no problem having a voice. And uh, mm-hmm. it does change the dynamics and the vulnerability of women who, you know, maybe have been in an abusive relationship or something where they were told by a man something different. And that makes it, them scared to open up, right? So yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with having it all women. Um, but I do have a question about... I know your mastermind, uh, you have the mastermind now. And so what, what's different about yours than other masterminds that you've been to? Well, I do something a little bit differently or maybe a lot bit differently. My coaches have actually told me, you're crazy for doing this. And I said, you know what? I have to do it. It's just who I am. Um, what I found was missing and in, I want to say, 100% of the masterminds I was in. So I'm just going to, 100% of the masterminds I was in was the kind of accountability that I needed. Because what would happen on a mastermind, we would get on a call with four or five other people and we would mastermind, it would be amazing. I had all these great notes of things that I can do that would help me you know, propel my business forward during this week. And then we'd get on the call next week and the majority of the time, most of the people on the call didn't uh, complete any of the assignments that they said they were gonna commit to. And I was one of those on a weekly basis. And so I noticed that I, I am the type of person who needs a, accountability up front rather than saying, I'm going to do this and then not do it because life got in my way. I just, I allowed life to get in my way instead of doing these things I committed to. So I created my mastermind program. We actually meet three hours at a time. And during the three hours you're working, what you do is you come on at the beginning of the call. You make your commitment to what you're going to do in the next three hours. And then at the end of the three hours, we check back in and you let me know if you got it done or not. And if you didn't, I ask you, what can we do to support you? And I'll tell you about 95% of the time, the women in the group finish what they say they're going to finish because they know I'm coming back. I'm going to see them in just a couple hours. And so it's kind of a crazy way to do it, but it works. It's amazing. Well, there's a lot of accountability with that. Yep. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm staring at you on Zoom. I can see you're not working. <laughs> like, uh oh, I don't want Linda staring at me. I am doing this, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Do I have this one woman. Oh my gosh, it was so it was so awesome. This is like the great the greatest testimony to how it works. Is she said that my husband kept on coming in the room because she works at home. My husband kept on coming in and asking me questions, and I would just put my hand up and say. Linda's going to be checking in on me. I will talk to you when my session is over. And so he you know, ended up leaving her alone and she got it all done, what she wanted to get done. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I, I think awesome. that's I think that's great. And I think that's a lead in a wonderful lead in actually for what you are working on coming up in April of 2020. Why don't you tell us a little bit yes. about that? The Women Action Takers Symposium. Yay. Girls, we're taking over. <laughs> Yay. Mark the calendars, you know, everybody. Get ready. Yes, it's April 16th through 18th. I'm sorry, I'm outside my hair is fire and I hope everything's okay. Um, April 16th through 18th, 2020, here in San Diego. I don't have a venue yet, but we will. Trust me, we all have a venue. And the Women Action Takers Symposium, what I like about this, this is not going to be a bunch of talking heads, you know, speakers up there, you know, yapping, yapping, yapping while you're Uh, writing a bunch of notes and stuff, but this is going to be about taking action. Every speaker 
will be required to give the audience an action step that they can take that day, something they can take that day. And then they're going to commit to, like, let's say I have five speakers that day, as an example. There'll be five different opportunities for you to take an action. You can take one, two, three, four, or five of them. You make a commitment to yourself. The next day we come back and I ask you how that action changed your life because taking one little action can truly change your life. It is about action. There's the law of attraction and we attract stuff to us, but it's sitting right in front of our face. If we don't grab out and take that action and do what it is we need to do in order to have the success, we're not going to have any success. So you need to take action. I am super pumped about this event because it's not going to be just women speakers. There will be about an 80-20, 80% women speaking, 20% men, because there are a lot of men out there who are extremely supportive of women and want to see women succeed. So I don't want to exclude them, as well as the audience. There will probably be about, I'm just, just numbers, I guess, you know, usually I'm pretty close. About 30% will be men in the audience as well who are going to be there with us women taking these action steps. Super excited. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Well, and everything we do is about taking an action, right? Intention, thinking about it, all those things. Nothing happens till you take an action. It's, it's right. just the way life is. And so um, one of the things I want wanted you to talk about is just what you want the listeners to know. Like, what's the best advice you have for someone who hasn't taken an action or has been in a space where they were are have a fear of doing something and what's your best advice for them to start the first thing is especially if if you know it's a fear because i can you know honestly a lot of the times i didn't know that it was a fear that i had but especially if you know something is a fear oh i can't do that i'm scared like that might be like your clue right that's a big clue i'm scared and so then I want you to look at that and say, why am I scared? What about this thing makes me scared? Because a lot of my fears stemmed from what my ex-husband told me I was. And if it weren't for that, would I have had those fears? I don't know. But I would look back and I'd say, ah, I'm scared of this because of this. And then I would look at that situation. I would look at, like, for example, using my ex-husband, I would say, you know what? he was wrong. I'm going to do this anyway. And I'm going to do it because I'm scared. Mm. Okay. That's changed that. my, changed my way of, of life because I still have fears. I'm a human being, right? I have a lot of fears. And as they come up now, I can quickly recognize what's causing the fear and knowing the root cause is what helps me to break through it a lot faster. Yeah. That's a, a, wow. I think if we all ask why, that's, I mean, that's your answer, right? It's like, ask the why yeah. and, and figure it out because we do all have fears. And usually when we don't put ourselves out there on social media or somewhere or speak our truth or whatever, it is about judgment. Like you said earlier, you know, the fear of judgment, someone's going mm -hmm. to judge us. And I was told a long time ago by uh, somebody who does, uh, who's a therapist that said, the one thing that everyone has because they're free is an opinion, <laughs> which <Yes>. is true. <laughs> That's so true. And it's not always in your best interest, their opinion. Sometimes right. it's in their best interest. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to really, just really quickly share a, a story of a fearful action. And it was an action that um, had I not gone through that year of fears, I wouldn't have taken this action. And it was, I was attending an event uh, called City Gala. It's the Academy Awards after party. And I, was, um, I had this beautiful opportunity to be able to interview stars on the red carpet, something, again, I never imagined I'd be doing this. But I showed up at the venue at noon, and uh, the, they were doing an event, and it was on a lunch break. And when I walked in, that was Jack Canfield. He's the you know, co-author yeah. of Chicken Soup for the Soul. They've sold over 500 million copies. They're working their way towards a billion. And there was Jack Canfield, and he was having a conversation with three other people. And I was like, oh, my God, there he is. I'm going to get a picture with him. That's all I wanted was a picture. I'm going to stand there. I'm going to get a picture with him. I'm going to wait patiently. I've got a lot of patience, sometimes too much. And so they were having their conversation about 10 minutes later. As I'm standing there just waiting patiently, the three people turned around and walked away. And Jack Canfield just happened to turn around towards me. I was about maybe 10 feet from him. And he said out loud, he said, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get lunch. Just like that. 
So I grabbed him by the arm. I said, Jack, I'm taking you to lunch today. He goes, okay, where are we going? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? We're going, you know? And that ended up being a two-hour lunch with Jack Canfield because there was an opportunity. I saw it and I seized it. And in the past, that exact same scenario, and I know this because I know how much fear I had before, that exact same scenario, I would have said to myself, oh, he's hungry. I better leave him alone. This time, cool. I'm taking you to lunch. Let's go. Love that. And just taking that one little action changed a lot for me because it helped me to see how bold and, and strong and brave I really am. And not only that, we had an amazing lunch. And he learned a lot about me. I learned a lot about him. And, um, and I got a testimonial from him that night. He gave me like a character testimonial talking about how amazing I am. Oh, that one that's little a action story that that's is a awesome. great action great action and that kind of leads me to to another question so okay you're going through this transformation right you're changing mm-hmm. literally day by day from this woman mm-hmm. that you were to the woman mm-hmm. you're now becoming right because you haven't even ended the story obviously you're in the middle of the story here yeah so as this transformation is happening, not all the time are the people around you very supportive of those transformations. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you encountered and maybe again some some recommendations and some insight for our audience because sometimes we start to transform and because of some of the reaction, we fall back. So share a little bit. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, boy, is that true. Um, I'll share a story without saying the name. I had somebody that I've known um, my whole life, and they saw, they see what I'm going through. And this person yelled at me at the top of their lungs. This is recently, just about a year ago, yelled at the top of their lungs. You are so ignorant. I can't believe you see how mi- you don't see how miserable you are. You are so unhappy, but you just don't see it. What's wrong with you? I can't stand to look at you any longer. Oh. Get out of my face. This happened to me a year ago. And I just looked at it and I said, oh, my gosh, and my, to myself, I am so grateful I'm not in that pain anymore. Because that person is in the same pain that I was in for decades. Right. So I, I felt for her, but I couldn't stay there. So I said, okay, I'll see you later. And I turned around and walked out. And here was the thing. Here was the pivotal thing for me is I didn't internalize that. I didn't allow myself to take that personally. That was her pain. I didn't have to take it on. Wow. And I really, literally walked away, and I didn't let it affect me adversely at all. That was huge. And people might be saying, how did you do that? How did... It's because all those years of work I've done on myself. Right. Right. It's like puts that armor that you didn't have before, right? Because before mm-hmm. you would have absorbed it all and, and yeah. taken it. But, you know, when they say hurt people, hurt people, that's, yep. you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you recognize that was that person's pain, not the truth for you. Yeah, and that's saying hurt people hurt people, but they only hurt the people who are open to being hurt, right? right? So I wasn't open to that anymore. I'm not open to that. I It's not insensitive. It's just protection of myself. It's protection of all the work I've done for myself. You see, in the past, that stuff would have crushed me because I would have internalized it for years. What's wrong with me? Why don't I see that I'm miserable? You know, I would <laughs> I would have believed what she said about me. The truth was that, I'm not miserable. I am happy. I'm joyful. And I love my life. It might not be like I'm not a multimillionaire, like running around and jetting all these places and stuff. But I love who I am because life and joy for life starts within. It's not the outward things. I love who I am. That took a lot of work for me to be able to say that out loud. Yeah. And isn't that what everybody wants? You know what I mean? Like the things like Mm -hmm. the jet setting and the, the material side that can come and go. That's not permanent. Yep. At the end of the day, it's about that internal joy and peace. Because if we have that, we can share that with others. 
And that's yep. that's exactly what we're doing. And, and that's what makes Tonda and I so happy to have somebody like you on with us today to have this discussion, because the more we speak about this, the more we can share it with others. And then it grows and it grows. And other people realize that you don't have to internalize it. And it's not okay, you know, and you can have a positive, positive life and share that with other people. So thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. So, Linda, if people want to learn more about you, how can they find out about you and and how to, you know, look into everything that you're doing? Well, I'm on Facebook. You know, Living Live Inc. is the name of my company page. And then Linda Sunshine West. It's Linda with a Y. I'm on LinkedIn as Linda Sunshine West as well. And then the Women Action Takers Symposium, um, you can... Actually, I don't even have a way for you to find out about that yet because this is a very new development, but uh, it will be out there under womenactiontakers.com. Actually, you could go to womenactiontakers.com and find information about the last summit that I just held. I'm so excited. <laughs> we are too. We're that excited for exciting. you. We'll be there, Linda. Count on us. Yeah, we'll be there. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We, get to, we get to see you and be in San Diego. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Very <laughs> Be true. surrounded with all that positivity, and that's what we're about, and that's why we started doing this podcast and have women like yourself on here because we say we're better together, and we really are, and it's mm-hmm. proof that positive women, uh, no matter how many years it's been since we've seen each other, still end up connecting. Somehow, we come back together, you know? Yeah. So, Absolutely. So, Tonda, I'll let you wrap it up. And Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. It was truly a pleasure. And um, I think there's great value in in the information that you're sharing. And we really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we absolutely we do appreciate it. And if anyone hasn't met Linda or seen her on Facebook, please Look her up because she's just full of sunshine, just like her name. <laughs> I remember getting a, a, a birthday song. Uh, you know, you used yes. to say, happy birthday. And I remember getting that. And I was like, oh, that made my whole day. That was, oh, that was amazing. Um, so, yeah. So we're just so happy that you're here. And we want to continue to bring uh, this kind of sunshine uh, to all of our listeners. And as we say, we are better together. And I wish everyone a very positive and productive week. And we look forward to being on here again with another guest uh, as fabulous as Linda. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. And remember, stay inspired. And if you have an inspiring story, please reach out to me at Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at PositivelyCharged.biz. And don't forget to connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and follow us on Twitter at Biz, B-I-Z, Charged.